Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello, and thank you once again for joining us for the Financial Fund Podcast. Today, our guest is the interesting John Cristani. Thank you for joining us, John. Glad to be here. So, John, what is it that you do? What's your business? Uh, my business is, um, it's called affiliate marketing. And um, really, you know, really, I, I consider myself in the education business. I'm helping, helping train people how to have their own work from home business over the Internet. So... And what got you into doing that? Well, it was kind of a long journey, actually, uh, because I, I started, I started off just, I mean, it started really back in, back in college and I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. And it seemed to me that just being an internet entrepreneur had, there was a lot more flexibility, a lot more freedom and a lot more fun to be had. So kind of, uh, that's what set it all off on me pursuing this uh, path. But um, I would say as as I became a successful business owner, I would have a lot of people just contacting me and saying, how do I do what you do? How do I do what you do? And so I figured there was, there was a business opportunity there. And I started putting out training videos to uh, show people show people how it's done. And it slowly morphed into a business. I have, I have to agree there. I know things have changed so much since when I started my business 15 years ago to now, just with the technology and the internet and stuff like that. So many more people are working from home because now we can. And it's just, it makes for so much better life and not having to commute and the control of the family time. Like, I love it. I wouldn't go back to working in an office again for anything. Yeah, I, I think, well, I think it's just, I think it just makes sense. It's like, why, why would you want to sit in traffic for hours? Why would you want to wake up to an alarm clock? And I also think that it's quite sad. There's a huge gap in terms of what education talks about nowadays is, you know, the, the college and university system does not adequately prepare people to find, you know, to employ themselves or to work from home. It's, it's, um, which is quite sad because that's really what everybody wants to do. A lot of people do. Our education system, Leah, I'm completely with you, is, is so far behind the times. It's still training people for a world and an economy that hasn't existed in at least 10 years. Yeah, they're, they're really stuck in, um, 
I do. I mean, we're we're so on the same wavelength here. I mean, they're 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 stuck in. Um, they're they're trying to serve the interests of the corporations ultimately. I mean, I believe. I'm not going to go. I could go into some really crazy theories, but really, I believe the universities serve the government interests, and the government serves the corporate interests, and that universities and education system. It came about at a time when we were fast industrializing and it really serves that sort of industrial um, economy where you really want people into cities and you want people in neat little rows of desks or neat little rows of cubicles to work in corporations and, and, but, but, but that sort of economy doesn't exist anymore. We need innovation. We need creativity. And we need our imagination. We're, we're getting our butts handed to us by, uh, you know, by, you know, by other countries because they know, you know, we, 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 we are, I don't think we are in our energy. I don't think we are in our pure energy, but you know, what, 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 you know, people like you are, are the voice of is, you know, and, and hopefully myself some days, I think helping people make that transition to, uh, you know, just being more, more in their energy, so to speak. I, I think it's exciting times, actually. Oh, I think it's a really exciting time, too, for the people that are open for the change in, and how things are. Like, I've had so many, um, of my, my clients, cause I'm, I'm in Calgary, so we're very oil based. And with the price of oil yep. right now, it's in the toilet. So a lot yep. of people have been laid off, and it's not because they're not doing a good job or anything, but the jobs just aren't there. And a lot of them are going, you know what? I don't even want to go back to that. I don't want the commute. I don't yeah. want the office. <laughs> I don't want the politics. I don't want the lack of security because so many people think, oh, I've got a job, so I'm getting paid every two weeks or twice a month, and I know what I'm going to get paid, so that's nice and secure, until they get that pink slip, and then they have no income. And they're going, yeah. how can I do things so that I can have a better quality of life, so that I don't have to ask for time off or to go on vacation or to look after a sick kid or go volunteer as being pizza mom or anything. And they're going, I can go out and I can sell my skills anywhere in the world from the comfort of my own home office. It's, it's, it's a, it's a revolution. I think, I think it's, it's. It's true. The, just the office politics alone, like making me think of, you're making me think back and it, that sucked. <laughs> I don't know if anybody who liked it, everybody goes, once they get out of it, it's like, oh man, I don't miss that part at all. Yeah. <laughs> and what is, what is your family situation, John? So my family situation is, I've been with my wife for a few years. Um, we have a, we have a six-month-year-old daughter, and she is absolutely gorgeous. We love her. We had uh, she celebrated her six-month birthday three days ago. Ooh. So we're keeping track. And um, uh, yeah, we live we live in our our hometown of Los Angeles, and both sets of parents are uh, fairly close by. Oh, so you're you're actually lucky that you have family close. Yes, definitely. That make that makes a huge, huge difference, especially when yours are really, really little. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It's uh, it definitely, definitely uh, helps helps diversify some of the responsibilities a little more, because the grandmas, the grandmas are so excited to have, you know, my my mother raised a, a brood of boys 
So um, she never had a girl. So oh, so this, this, is, this is just awesome as far as she's concerned. Oh, exactly. She's she's absolutely loving it. So. Well, good. That's definitely that's definitely a plus. So thinking back to when when you were a kid, when did you first realize that that money was important and something that you needed to pay attention to? It's kind of weird. Um it it first it first stuck out when I would say I'd say there I, well, this this is there were two instances. One was the tooth fairy. <laughs> there, there, when the tooth fairy would give me twenty five cents or a dollar, I th- I think it was I think it was when it shifted from twenty five cents to a dollar, and I was like, but but just the fact that she would put money underneath my pillow, it was it gave me a sense, huh? This is this is something that has value, you know. This is because up until then, I'd never really used any money. And I would say a second, a second point would be there was a golf course near my parents' house and we would, we would set up a lemonade stand outside our house because people would go to, you know, they'd have these big golf events every once in a while. Um, the PGA tour or whatever came, came by and people would, people would be walking parking all over the neighborhood and walking to the clubhouse. And we were kind of on that path and uh, we would sell lemonade. And I know this sounds very cliche and banal, but I would say those were the first points in my life where I realized, wow, this is, you know, it made me think about money and it made me say, huh, this is something that has value. And there are, there are ways to get it within my control, almost. Hey, every, everybody learns differently. I just think it's—I always love the idea of having a uh, lemonade stand. But I live rural, so that that wasn't an option. And I could set it up, and I just yeah. sit there in the sun all day with no traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so your your, your daughter is quite young right now. So obviously, you're not talking to her about money or anything yet. But what are, what are some of the things? that you want to make sure that you're teaching her that's maybe different from when you were a kid? Because, like, as we've been discussing, the world and the economy is completely different from when we were growing up. Exactly. Totally. So one one thing that one thing that we, um, uh, and don't mind the bird sounds, I'm in, a, I'm in Kauai right now. I'm vacationing with my wife. But, um... One of the things that we're we're planning on doing is we want her to understand that that money is um, completely within her control, and we're going to set up kind of chores or we not chores, but there the the cho- we want we we don't want her to be entitled first of all, so. So normal chores that she's expected to do, we're not going to pay her for. Um, because she's expected to do those as a part of a, of, of a family. And if she doesn't do those, it's, it's, you know, it's really just shame on you. You know, it's, it's, you know, we're all part of this, this, this circle here. 
but we're going to have extra additional, you know, additional activities or what's what not. Uh, we haven't decided on them all yet, but it will be something something that maybe is not necessary, but it's there, such as clean out the garage or organize, you know, organize our, uh, you know, organize daddy's office or something like that. Um, and we'll set bounties on it. So we'll say, okay, well, if you organize all of the books in our library by, you know, by, by title, you know, that's, that's a few dollars. So we want her to know, look, you can always make money. It's not a problem. It's within your control, but you know, you aren't just going to get money for being alive. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes, although although more and more places are talking about having a, a basic guaranteed income across the board, so by the time she's an adult, that might be happening. I mean, I mean, don't you know? Basic guaranteed income. <laughs> that's, that's oh god, you you could get me off. You know what? That is that is the most ridiculous. The most sorry. You, you know what? You you you, tri- you you went there. Okay. Yeah, we Look, went I there. Let's have the most, conversation. I think that is the most ridiculous, the most entitled um, POS uh, idea that comes from you know the the you know one one side of the political spectrum, and and I think it trains people in complete. I I I, I not only you know, I think it trains people in absolutely the wrong sort of thinking. It rewards people for entitled thinking that is just not true. It's just not true. And it will not help anybody. If you look at, if you look at what's coming out of Europe, if you look at what's coming out of, you know, countries like that, they're falling behind so fast and so hard. They're stagnant and they've been stagnant for years because they believe that you know, somehow they believe that their inherent, you know, genetics or their inherent culture makes them deserving and they've created this socialist system out there that doesn't encourage imagination and innovation and all that, you know, all, you know, hard work. I mean, it comes down to innovation and hard work and that's, that's what we should be encouraging, not just, you know, if you look at it as an incentive system, um, you know, we should, yeah, it, it, we should be encouraging innovation and hard work, not entitlement. And that's what, that's what handouts make people believe. And I understand there's situations and you know what, honey, there's all, there, everybody's going to have a poor situation. You know, Oprah didn't ask for her situation, but she made the best of it and she's affected lives and changed the world for the better. So, so you know what, I think the, the the living living wage is a a ridiculous idea. I ha- I have to disagree with you completely <laughs> on that front for for, for okay. a few different reasons because the places where they have tried it and everybody says oh well if they're getting a guaranteed basic income they're not going to work and stuff and things like that they found that actually more people are working and looking for work because it's not tied to income or anything to start off with. So a lot of people that were on unemployment, they're going, well, why would I take a part-time job? Because I'm going to end up making less money than I would be getting on EI or welfare, where if I I, I, I take this part-time job where I'm going, people are going to school, people are starting more businesses, and countries like Finland and Denmark are making like the Forbes list for the best countries in order to do business in. So 
all the stuff that's saying, oh, well, it's going to make people entitled. And I'm going, I'm all for hard work and innovation and starting businesses. I am completely for entrepreneurship. But talking about the old economy, like a lot of the jobs, not only are they being offshored to other countries like India and China and Mexico and Thailand and Pakistan and all these because they have much cheaper labor, but the jobs are being replaced by robots and artificial intelligence and stuff like that. Like they're talking about, oh, well, we need to have all these coal jobs. And up here in Alberta, all these oil and gas jobs. And I'm going, so many of these jobs that my my classmates were able to get 25 years ago, they just don't exist anymore. So when you're getting more and more of the economy that's being automated, but you have down in the States, 330 million people, and you've got all these jobs that are being offshored, you've got all these jobs that are being replaced by machines and computers so that people don't need to be doing it, but you've got people on welfare, you've got an opioid crisis, you've got people that have no hope, they're going, well, what am I supposed to do? They want to work, but there's nothing there. So you've got these corporations yeah, work, that work are doing is, all these innovations, I, I, yeah. and they're replacing hundreds of thousands of jobs, they're not paying any taxes, they're hiding all of their profits offshore, having that guaranteed basic income, when it goes to the people, they're not hiding the money in the Cayman Islands and Belize. They're buying groceries, they're paying for transportation, they're putting their kids in school, and it actually is much better for the economy, and it encourages people that do have the ideas to take the risk because they're not going to starve to death or lose their health insurance. Yeah, I mean, jobs are jobs are being, you know, jobs are being uh, destroyed. You know, any anybody who, you know, there there was a lot of political rhetoric, um, you know, earlier this year and in, 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 uh, you know, or last year in the U.S. about, you know, oh, bring the jobs back to America, you know, bring industry back to America. And sad, the sad fact is, uh, but this is the reality, the jobs aren't coming back no, because not. the jobs. The, the jobs didn't go, you know, th this is the thing. Jobs didn't just go overseas. They disappeared. They're not around anymore. If you're looking to work in a coal factory, well, you know, or whatever, you know, if you're looking to work on an assembly line for for something, guess what? There's no assembly line anymore. It's robots, baby. It's robots. Robots are taking over. And um, you know what? That's, you know, and and, and robots are are, you know, they're, they can be running on clean energy. They're reliable workers. They never, they never unionize, you know, so, and, and so corporations, you know, they don't demand health insurance. Of course, corporation, you know, of course, companies, of course, individuals are going to want that. You know, we have, we have, uh, you know, we have, uh, bits and bytes flying, flying light speed over the internet and there's no telephone operators or middle people kind of, you know, affecting our ability to speak to people right now and that's because you know that's due to the power of automation and what have you and you know but 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 to your point you know but but what you said you know i have not seen by the way i have not you know i'm completely i'm uh you know i have not seen all those all those studies you've said and you know i i i believe you you know when you know i i, I believe you know, I believe all, all the, you know, about Denmark and Finland and, and what have you, but I do not, I just, I simply, I don't believe that giving people, uh, you know, if, if somebody wants to have a, have a, 
standard coal job, you, I don't believe that that's what people should be thinking. If you can be replaced by a robot, you know, if somebody can be replaced by a robot, then I think they're doing, you know, I, I don't think they're making an effective use of what they're doing. I don't think they're, if you're not using your brain in your job, I don't believe you are affecting the world for a better place. If a robot, if you can be replaced by a robot, I don't believe you're doing something to help the world. Not disagree. Not disagree. Fully agree with you. But the, but the problem is, how do you, how do you catch people up to that? Like, we can, we, you and I can train our, our, our kids, like, you're right at the very beginning. My daughter is 14, and I've already been working, like, since she was little on getting her away from, like you said, the job mentality and, and, the, and the different things and, and being much more creative. But how how do you do that with hundreds of millions of people that are already in that in, in, in the system? It's it's it 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 it's how do you do that? Um you shift, I mean, a few things. One is I think you need to shift, I, I believe this entitlement mentality needs to go away and, um, being paid, being paid, uh, wages, um, being paid, uh, you know, just, just for, you know, you know, being paid an hourly wage, which is just based on standing behind, you know, uh, being salary. <laughs> I believe those are bad. I believe people need to be paid on a performance basis. I need people, I believe people need to be paid on, you know, if, if, if you're at Starbucks, you shouldn't be paid based on how many hours you were standing there. You need to be paid on, based on how many people you helped make a purchase or something like that. How, how many, how many, how many coffees you made what have you. And so if it's a slow day, you know, the, the owner, the owner feels that if it's a slow day and the owner feels that, you know, the owner operator feels if it's a bad day, um, a good day, you know, same thing, you know, employees should be, you know, just like in the olden times, just like in, you know, thousands of years ago when, you know, when there weren't hourly wages, you know, people were paid, you know, the, the owner of the shop would throw, throw his apprentice a few coins or throw whoever his help a few coins for helping them out. And if they didn't make any money, they, you know, they didn't pay anything, you know, so I believe we need to move to a performance economy. And I believe the government needs to get involved at some point in doing that. I really think it all starts. I think it starts a lot with the education system as well. I believe vocational training in, um, I believe it needs to become more of an open source kind of, uh, um, I, I, I think there's a lot of problems with the education system in my country in particular, but a focus on skills such as programming and just, just, et cetera, you know, home-based job related stuff and helping people create businesses. I think that's where things need to go because corporations are going away. It's all, it's all, it's all going to become self-employment. Um, so Uber, TaskRabbit, DoorDash, Lyft. Well, not everything. Yes, definitely more is, but there's always going to be some things that, that we do need the larger systems. And I, I'm all for the performance based and, and back in the old days, a lot more of it was. So, so when things were busy and, 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 and the, and the employees were participating and business was good, they would get rewarded for it. But right now, as it's going with more and more of the businesses and the, and the large corporations in particular, 
Um, you have CEOs that are making $98 million a year is one um, drug CEO, who the, the company that makes the EpiPens down in the States. So they went after the, 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 the president of the company because her pay went up to $24 million, but the 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 board of the president of the board of directors he made 98 million dollars in the meantime they're 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 destroying any goodwill they're gouging their consumers and do you think any of the employees that are working their butts off are getting anything for that the, the, there there is no honesty anymore or decency business make, that's used nothing, to be though. Set there are up. people making billions here Larry Ellison who runs Oracle, five billion dollars. I mean, that money comes from somewhere, right? You know, it's, it, he obviously somehow took that money, that five billion dollars is, you know, he made, he took it from somebody, right? Well, not necessarily took it, because yes, wealth, wealth, wealth is created in, in things like that, but I'm going, the, the, the game is so totally and completely rigged that yes, we need to fix it. We totally need to fix it. Almost all of the new wealth created is not going to the top 1%, it's going to the top 0.1%. And this is why, like I said, I'm, what, what did these guys do that made it so that they should be getting like 99% of all the new wealth? Have they actually created that much? No, they're gaming the system. And the system's going to be falling apart here very soon if they, we do not make some drastic changes to fix this. I, I believe it's generally a result of globalization and, and automation. It, 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 the, the trend will, will continue, um, unless, uh, you know, the top money flowing to the top percentage, uh, of society, because each, each person can control more people now. Mm-hmm. We've got, we've got a few people that can, that control absolutely everything, and then they're wondering why the world's falling apart. <laughs> Yeah, well, that that's why some people are trying to like Elon Musk want to go to Mars. <laughs> and and I'm I'm all for the exploration, but right now we're the only planet that we have any hope of getting to that has things like air and water. Yeah, I, I mean, I I I don't I don't I, I I look at things as kind of like a uh, you know from an abundance mindset. So I don't I don't really see a problem with. Uh, it, it, the, the, well, the thing is, you know, some people say making money. I don't, I don't look at it like it's a pie and, and somebody's taking that money from somebody else, like, you know, the EpiPen thing. Um, because they're not, they're not, they're not selling EpiPens. You know, they're, they, they produce EpiPens, but they're not selling them to consumers. You know, they're, they're, you know, most of these companies, there's like some weird, you know, lot, lots of their money is coming from insurance companies or governments. I, I, I don't, I don't know the model at all, but I, you know, I know there's always distorted incentives along the way. Um, government is involved in a lot of these things and, and where government's involved, there's a lot of policy involved. Um, you know, international policy and where there's international policy involved, generally there's lots of, uh, here's an interesting thing I found out is, um, there's generally a lot of nonprofits involved in, uh, um, Shifting policies that are supported by billionaires. A lot of billionaires who put their money into nonprofits, they're, they're just using those nonprofits to further kind of their, their power, um, their power, really. And they use it as chit cards to, uh, 
influence government um, or get government to do rules the way they want, if that makes sense. They're using their nonprofits to help further government object, you know, government objectives. And then they're having the government help them out with laws that'll further their company objectives. So all, all these things are much more entangled. They're, they're much more complex and ingrained than just simply, simply ousting, um, uh, uh, CEO or lowering, lowering somebody's pay, I believe. Well, it's, it's, it's not ousting the CEO if, if the, if the entire system is set up to unfairly reward people for not producing anything while penalizing and making life a nightmare of the people who are actually producing, that's the problem. That is a huge problem. I completely, I, I completely agree, but I, I, you know, one thing I don't, you know, I completely agree that it's, uh, you know, people who work should be paid money, but the amount of money people should be paid, I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't believe we should be, as, as long as people are working, they should be paid, but I don't believe in this entitlement mindset. You know, that's, you know, and, and, and pay, you know, it's, it's whatever you earn. You know, I, you know, some people would say, you know, maybe you make too much money or I make too much money or somebody like, you know, something like that, but, um, ultimately, you know, it, it's, uh, I don't know. So, so question, you, you don't, you don't believe in a minimum wage? Not at all. Do you believe in a maximum wage? No way. There is no maximum, there's no, nobody makes a wage at the top, you know, like, you know, you don't, you know, some people see their net worth jump tens of billions of dollars a year because their company went public or, you know, uh, because they made some good investments. So, so there, so there's not a problem with the, the, the company that makes the EpiPens, who used to sell it for $75, now selling it for over $800, and one person making $98 million, there's no problem with that. That sounds, I mean, that that particular case sounds like greed. And there, 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 there's a lot of it. I'm all for, you know what, you create something, you bring value to the world, but what value was created in doing that? Did he create, was anything new created? Was anything done to improve the world or the lives of anyone other than himself and the few other executives that made hundreds of millions of dollars by doing a price increase of thousands of a percent? In general, I don't have, you know, I don't have a problem with people making money. I mean, in that case, you know, based on what you're saying, it sounds like those people are, you know, those people are, uh, you know, just not nice people. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people will go that way. They will go for as, as far as they can get, a, they can get away with. So they're buying, they're buying like their third yacht, but the people who are actually making the EpiPens and doing all the work and the research and creating the new stuff, they're, they're the ones that are getting screwed. This, this is the problem here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, generally, generally, I think the best, the best, uh, path to follow is just seek to give value to the world and in, in, in the, in the biggest, you know, seek to use your brain and seek to give value to the world in, in the biggest ways you can and, and, and do so with, uh, you know, I, I don't think anything goes wrong there. So that, that's, that's the end, you know, that's kind of, that's the big, that's the big, uh, that, that's really what holds the line for me. Well, very interesting. Finishing up here. 
What are what would be three financial lessons you want your daughter to learn so that when she goes out into a world that's even going to be very different from what we have now because the pace of change is just picking up speed, what are three sure. things you'd want her to know so that you feel that you've been successful as a parent? That you can, you know, that that money is, a, you know, you can you can make it. It's 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 easy, and uh, you can you can. Uh, it's fully in your, you know, that it's easy and it's fully within your control, I guess, is one. Um, that, that it is, um, it's not important. You know, it's not, it's, you know, beyond, beyond, uh, beyond being take, having your basic needs taken care of. Money is not important. Um, it's the tool. And that, I think I think that's uh I think that's it that it's easy it's within your control and that it's not important it's just cool Very good Well thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us it was great having no, no you worries. on and, and a very interesting discussion Fun lively conversation I'm sure we could go on for uh I'm sure we could go around in circles for a while <laughs> You know what I would absolutely love to sit down and and, and get into this an awful lot further. I think we would have an awful lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, it was great talking to you, Tammy. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundations Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fund Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.